Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Genesis Science Fiction Radio Show, a service of the BlackScienceFictionSociety.com website. <laughs> Excuse me, my late summer allergies are bugging the Jesus out of me. Um, this is the, the October 25th show, 2019. My name is William Hayashi. I'm your host. And uh, tonight we've got uh, our, our special guest is John Scooter Robinson. He says he goes by a lot of different names. I guess if you need to look him up, check, uh, check your local law enforcement bulletin board, see what they're looking for, all the aliases that he gets under. I have no idea what why he keeps changing his name or he had all these name changes. <laughs> I, I generally just pay my bills and I don't have to do that anymore. When I was younger, I used to do that a lot. You, you have no idea how many different names I had in the phone book because I didn't, kept, kept using up credit for, for whatever name I'd been using before. Anyway, John, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate you taking time out on your Friday. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'm absolutely excited to be on here. Um, creative show about uh, about uh, black creators and fantasy and sci-fi. I'm I'm down for it. Cool. Um, where are you coming to us from? Uh, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I almost got down there for uh, Dragon Con and for Multiverse Con. Dragon Con. I didn't get an invite, and Multiverse Con, I ended up having to work that weekend for uh, uh, yeah. a high-ticket client. And, you know, I'd rather make the money than spend the money. Although, you know, I really miss being down there because so many people I know, a lot of them just online, were, mm -hmm. were going to be there, and I, I would have gotten to meet people who I've only spoken to or I've only seen online. That's the cool part for me, why I do this job and why I've been doing it. Um, just about every convention I go to, uh, somebody or more than one somebody will, will come up to me and say, hey, uh, I'm so-and-so, you interviewed me you know, a year ago. And, then, mm -hmm. and, and that's the cool part for me because most of these people, probably all of them, I never would have met them otherwise if I didn't do the show. So seriously, right. thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so for people who are just tuning in, didn't see the... And the, uh, the, the little graphic, uh, the, the marketing graphic that Jarvis made, um, John's like a quadruple threat. You know, he writes, <laughs> he's got comics, he does novels, he does reviews, he does articles. Um, he's, uh, he's creator of, what is that, of uh, Scorpio, an urban fantasy comic about the Zodiac. And when you mm -hmm. talk about the Zodiac, is that like the Zodiac, you know, Zodiac characters per month, or you know, or yeah. or is oh okay, all yeah. right, cool. Yeah, 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 kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, your 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 Scorpios and your and your Sagittariuses <laughs> and your Virgos. Uh, all, all, yeah, all I'm a signs. I'm a Libra. Yeah, I'm a Libra, and my birthday was last Friday. Fortunately, we didn't have a show, so I was able <laughs> to at least do something. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I'm. See, here's the cool thing. I, I can't draw worth a damn, okay? So people who produce comics, and especially mm -hmm. ones who have really striking illustrations, I, I'm, I, am, I, I am in awe of the talent and a little bit envious because for me, <clears throat> I still draw Mickey Mouse hands, you know, three fingers and a thumb. So, 
I can't do jack with a pencil that way. You know, I, I can write, I can paint pictures with words, but when it comes down to doing art, um, I'm, I'm useless. Now, for you, you know, obviously, you know, there was an evolution to get where you are today. But like mm-hmm. when you started out as a kid, are you like most comic creators who I interview and, you know, you just started drawing and you just never stopped or was it something you picked up a little bit later? How did that go for you? Well, I have to say that we have something in common uh, because I can't draw at all either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am, so I'm purely, I'm purely a uh, writer and creator. Um, so all of the fantastic arts that you guys see are from various artists who, who I've uh, I've reached out to and said, hey, um, <laughs> I'm working on something. <laughs> let's see, let's see what we can do well, with this, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, those kind of partnerships. First of all, they're legion. You know, not everybody can do everything, and there are mm-hmm. there are those people who can do, you know, both writing and and drawing. But yeah, I mean, it, it, except if you're like me, I do novels and short stories, and I haven't done that many collaborations. I've written in other people's universes, but it, I think my my field is a little more singular than yours. And obviously, you've partnered with some pretty fantastic people in terms of the visuals. Um, right. And and so then then early on, did you know that you were a storyteller? You know, like at school or, you know, um, because some of, people start out telling stories right away, you know? I mean, when I was when I was younger, I kind of just, um, I mean, I told stories. I didn't, I didn't really think of it. I didn't have the foresight to think of it in, in a more uh, sophisticated way than, hey, here are some people that I made up in my head and here's me putting some stuff on that page about them, you know, <laughs> I didn't really, I mean, I did it, but I didn't really think of it, um, you know, much further than that as a kid. Um, later on, as time went, you know, there's, there's been a couple of times where I picked it up and put it down like, oh yeah, I'm going to get into writing. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, so there's been, <laughs> there's been times along the, along the path, but I'm a very, um, my friends call me extra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because, because when I decide to do something for real, then I really I go all the way in on it as as big as I possibly can with that thing. I go, I mean, you can ask my wife, you can ask um, my mom, you can ask my friends, like whoever. I will always go in hard on whatever it is. If I say I'm going to read a book, I am not just going to read that book. I'm going to read that book. I'm going to look it up, find articles about that book. I'm going to find the uh, the original tellings of that book. I'm going to find the, you know, if, if there were some beforehand, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to find sure, TV sure. shows related to that. I'm going to find the, you know, I, I need to know the all-encompassing everything about whatever it is that I'm doing. <laughs> so when I finally decided that I, w- I was going to write, I was like, okay, let's really dive into this world. Let's find other writers. Let's find writing groups. Let's, let's, let's look up books on writing. Let's dive into those. Let's, you know. Um, I, I, there was a there was a stark difference from when I was just kind of like writing because it was fun. So when I made the conscious decision that hey, I'm gonna write for real, you know. Okay, uh, and and then I guess the next thing I, I think I want to know is what what were your influences in terms of formulating where you went with your writing? You know, like for me, my dad had hundreds of 
science fiction books from the golden age of science fiction. So, you know, I learned my Asimov, my Heinlein, and all that, all of those guys early on. And I think that, you know, finally when I got in my 40s or 50s or whenever the hell I decided to write, um, I, I, you know, I patterned my writing. I love science fiction, so I patterned my writing as, you know, like something written from the golden age. For you, you know, where where were your influences? You know, some people say comics, some say, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, whatever. Mm-hmm. Where where did it yeah. where did where did yours come from? Um, I think so there so there was um I used to read uh well I so I'm I'm back to I kinda went my, 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 my reading graph kinda goes like um, you know, really high and there's a dip in my life at some point, probably around high school college early college and then, and then there was a kind of a rise again where i started reading again um i read a okay. lot in my childhood a lot a lot and uh-huh. there are certain books that that made an impact on, on me and those books aren't necessarily my writing style but they made an impact something about them made an impact um books like the giver um books like holes um all wrinkle in time made a huge impact i i i freaking <laughs> love that book um yeah I did too. you know yeah, like like certain books like that, they just made huge impacts. Um, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't get to I, I didn't I wasn't one of the Harry Potter readers when I was younger. I like I was a I became a Harry Potter fan fan later, but um but yeah I read I read a lot of the old Star Wars books, you know, um, like random ones. So I didn't really have an order. I didn't know, you know, I wasn't like reading them like in in canon order. I would just like ah Star Wars book at the library at my school and I just pick it up and read it. Um, and then you know, at some point later on, I wasn't I wasn't reading quite as much. Um, I've always read comics though, um, and I kind of seriously took up comics. Um, I mean, I, I read them always, but I I, I I made the hardcore dive into comics around. As a matter of fact, I can give you the I can give you this the, the, a very brief, quick story on that. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really quick story on that. Um, so again, I I was already I was always reading. I remember X Men, a little bit of Superman, um, Spider Man, primarily X Men though, um, and, and Batman. My dad my dad had these comics. Like these are just comics that I would. You know, he, he's a he's a huge comic nerd too. So uh, I would grab his books out of his box. But anyways, one day he uh, he he and my mom were leaving one day, and um, it was it was around 1999, and um, that movie Unbreakable had just come out. And he left me two things at the house. He left me Unbreakable. And the 1984 or 85 series, I can't remember if it was 84 or 85, uh, the uh, Secret Wars from Marvel. And mm-hmm. I remember watching, like, oh, let's see what this Unbreakable was about. I, I had no idea what it was about. Um, and I read all of Unbreakable, or I'm sorry, I watched all of Unbreakable. And, uh, you know, just Samuel Jackson's character, his passion for comics just like really resonated with me. It was like, it brought back all the memories of all the different things I've read. And I was like, wow. And then like, after the movie was over, here's this, you know, eighties comic sitting next to me, you know, and I, you know, I was a, you know, I was, I'm a, I'm a nineties kid. I was born in 87. So, <laughs> you know, to me, like a comic from the eighties was like before my time, you know, even though some sure. people was like, Oh, that's, that's my adolescent years or whatever. And my comics came from the sixties or seventies. Well, I was a little bit younger at the time. So, yeah, the so 80s was was like, you know, that's like right before I was born and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let me let me dive into this. And I read, I binge read the entire thing. And then from then on, that's where I, I picked up and consistently read comics up until now, you know. Um, okay. So I would yeah. say comics <laughs> has a huge impact, too, on, on you know, storytelling. 
for me. Now, um, were like, did you, you know, because right around then there was a good good search uh, resurgence of like some some sci-fi based movies and things like that. Were you into movies and television at all, or were you were you just mostly a reader? Oh man, uh, everything. However, I, you know, I. I kind of bounced between the the genres, but I will say the Matrix was a, was a, was a huge deal. <laughs> the Matrix that was one of the movies that blew my mind. Like, wow, people can write stuff like this. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like like this this can happen. You know, what I, mean? I mean, I mean, I had seen Terminator before, and Terminator, you know, it's similar. You know, but but it wasn't. I don't know, like something about jacking into this to, into this other world to get away from this world and the, the stylistically how it looked, you know, and I'm not talking about the mm-hmm, slow-mo, mm-hmm. I mean like the stuff they were wearing, like, you know, and then this whole freer mind, like, the, the, you know, mixing philosoph- uh, philosophical concepts with sci-fi, and I was just like, wow, <laughs> you know, so The Matrix, you know, it, that blew my, and I saw it a little late, so I didn't see it right when it came out, I saw it a little bit later, and my dad, I think my daddy got on me for it, he was like, you haven't seen The Matrix, what, and then he put it on, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen this. Like, what? So, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So um, you have The Matrix. Um, I can't think of too many others that really struck me. I think the cool thing about The Matrix was, A, it was a pretty new concept and one that had not really been done, you know, in, in a movie, in a visual format like that, which which kind of explains why the second and the third one did not hold up very well because it's hard not to be the brand new one. You know, right, it's exactly. hard to maintain to maintain that that cleanliness, that newness, that that new car smell when you're talking mm-hmm. about trying to to stretch a, a story out like that. Well, that's the hardest thing for for sequels, I think. Um, now, you as a writer, when when you know when you write, where where do you mostly get your inspiration from? Okay, so you've got the comic thing going on, and and you've got you've got the fact that you're and, and please do not take this in a bad way. This is a good thing. You're pretty yeah. obsessive about about your info info mining. You know, right, to get right. your to, to to understand something, to understand the gestalt of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you you really really go the extra mile for that and and I don't see that as obsessive in any kind of negative way I see that as wanting to get to the truth okay right. um right. so so when you turn to putting together your own stories mm-hmm. um can, where, where's the inspiration for the ideas that you come up with right um so I guess in, if, if, if I'm speaking in a general sense, um, sure, sure. I, I, so I read, I, I ingest a lot, <laughs> you know, um, I wish, I always wish I could ingest more uh, because there's just so much going on in the world, you know, and, there, and there's so many people who have such great perspectives on things that I just don't have. And every time I hear a new perspective, I want to leap to it and I'll learn about that thing. And, you know, it, I mean, it's impossible to take in everything, but I try to take in as much as I can with the, the time that's allowed. You know, I still work a full time job and, you know, uh, and have family and stuff like that. So 
with all of that, I still try to ingest as, as, as much as I can. So story ideas in general, in a general sense, usually come from the things that I'm ingesting at that time. I know that um, at one point, or not at one point, I'm, I'm always uh, reading things that have to deal with uh, the, I, I guess, the, the, the state of the African-American in, 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 in America, you know. Uh, the, okay. the state of black people in America. I'm always reading stuff like that. And the ideas that stem from these different accounts, books like um, The New Jim Crow by, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, Michelle Alexander, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, please forgive me if I, if I misquoted that name. I think, I no, believe it's, it's okay. Michelle Alexander. I, we can, people can look it up if they really want to know. <laughs> let's, let's, you, yeah. you maintain your inertia, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah, the, the new Jim Crow. I believe, I believe it's. Uh, uh, oh man. So there's there's a there's like a title and then there's a subtitle. But the new Jim Crow. If you if you search that, you'll find it. Um, and then and then oh, books yeah. like uh, uh, ra- ra- racists without racism. Um, books like that that have raw hard data because that's what I okay. that's what I want to know. I want to know like we can we can discuss you know oh you know black people are in this you know plight in this that and the third and we know that's true but where are the hard where is the hard data that says this and I know it's there but I like to know right. those that data. I like to know that so that when when these uh, how should I describe them <laughs> when these uh, uh, these these I'll just say these these far uh, <laughs> I'm trying to put it in a nice way. When the when when a, when a specific type of thinker <laughs> with their specific you're, very you're so kind, you're so kind, <laughs> you know, with their very specific agenda and very specific narrow mindset, try to state these uh, quote unquote facts, which are really just very uh, strong opinions. Uh, <laughs> you know, have conversations with me, then I can hit them with those not opinionated, uh, opinionated true facts and numbers, because I like to be right. informed about those things. Uh, sure. <laughs> so a, a lot of story inspirations actually come from reading stuff like that. And some of the time, the stories don't even end up being about, uh, or at least directly about cultural things. There'll be little bits and pieces that I pick from them and I go, oh, wow. Like, this is like life imitating. I can I can make this a life imitating art type thing, and nobody would ever realize, at least initially, where this story idea came from. You know, unless I unless I told them. Okay. You know? <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that. Like just just the, so basically in 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 broad general terms, just in, ingesting knowledge. You know, it just opens up questions, and then when you ask yeah. questions, those questions become story ideas. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, for me, um, mo- my early writing was in protest. You know, not like marching protest, but um, protesting the fact that um, black folks like me—and I'm not talking about you know Japanese Negroes. I'm just talking about upper middle class black folks or middle class black folks—were um, were not represent- represented in America's cultural lexicon. You know, and and the thing that I always point out when people say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, it's like when, you know, the the pushback Cosby had when he had a black lawyer marrying a black doctor who had teenage kids with white problems. You know, there there's a whole segment of America where that exists, where that there are whole neighborhoods like that, 
and yet you can't there, there's a certain segment and and that certain segment also is inhabited by the people you were just talking about who who just <laughs> don't want who they refuse to believe the reality around them it doesn't matter well we okay we can we can just come right out and say it we have like a third of the white folks in this country will believe anything our president says and will disbelieve any truth about what he has been doing the last couple of years and and they they will disbelieve just because they want to disbelieve not because they find anything factually wrong with it okay so I mean, it's a, it's a fairly common syndrome that we're seeing displayed in a way that we have really not seen in this country for a very, very long time. Right. So I get what you're saying. I get exactly what you're saying. And also, I, I understand the, not the need, but the desire to get the facts, to have the facts on hand. Right. You know, you right. know I, I, I did research for a book and found out that since 1619, you know, 400 years ago when the first Blackfoot hit the continent, um, about 32 million blacks have been murdered mm. by whites. Wow. Now, wow. that is a number that people can't wrap their heads around. So if they can't wrap their heads around it, the first thing they're going to say to me is, well, you know, that's bullshit. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they're going to say that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I looked at, archives i went to harvard online I, I went to i even went to the mormon church archives because they have some of the most extensive genealogy studies in the country or genealogy rec records i don't mean studies and and so i did my homework so if somebody says well you know that you're full of crap that's not true i go well you know you're just too stupid to to talk to and i got other stuff to do you know i could be picking my nose i could be you know uh, uh <laughs> you know sorting my socks I could be doing something else anything else but talking to your dumb ass and people right. resent when I treat them like that but that's what they are mm -hmm. so I get I get you you're probably a lot nicer than I am but I'm older than you I am a rocking chair and a porch away from being that guy <laughs> I am yeah. dude I'm telling you I don't sound it I I pray that I keep sounding as young as this for a long, long time. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm telling you, I, my getting older, I have less patience. I mean, how are you with that? I mean, if somebody wants to argue with you, do you have the stamina, the patience, the energy to go through all of that or not? Um, or maybe for a minute? <laughs> um, and, 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 I, and I'm less... Um... You know, my mother, my mother, my, my mom, she mentioned to me um, a while ago, um, uh, about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. She's like, um, I didn't have, she, she says, I haven't said anything, but I've listened to your podcast and I've seen some of the posts you put online. And I, and I see you getting pretty, uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty pro-black. Not that I ever wasn't pro-black, but like more cautious, you know. And she was like, I just, I'm just noting it. She just, it wasn't a positive or a negative. She was just like, I, I just noticed that, you know. Uh, right, right. And when, <laughs> you know, when, my, when my mom says that, I'm like, oh wow, maybe I've been, you know, I, mean, I, I watched the movie. Did you watch Zootopia? Um, the, the the animated movie no. with the animals. No, I did not. I did oh, not. Oh my gosh, that movie blew my mind. I just wrote it down. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I just wrote it down so that I can watch oh, it. Oh my god, I won't go into into detail, but just think. All I have to say is 1980s Ronald Reagan. 
the war on drugs. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All throughout that movie, and it's a kids' movie, and it's. I mean, it's so genius. It's so expertly done, you know. Um, and I was watching it, and it just blew my mind, <laughs> you know. Um, and I see why that movie. I think that movie was an animated movie that made over a billion. And I see why. Uh, I mean, it was yeah. funny. You know, great characters, great voice actors, and all that. But it had a solid, true message, you know. Um, but yeah, I, 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 won't, I won't go into detail about that. But but in general, yeah. Um, I, I find myself, uh, I don't know if you've ever spoken to Greg Anderson, uh, Elise, before. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of him at some point in time. He he, he writes... Uh, I have not spoken to him, no. Yeah. He writes, well, he, he, he can attest when, when we were at a, at, at a convention earlier this year that um, I am far less prone to, to be silent. <laughs> uh, he was tabling next to me when an old white gentleman came up and he started spouting off some stuff about Kaepernick and um and being a veteran and I was like well sir um I'm not as old as you I won't claim to be uh I probably haven't fought in in the wars that you fought in but I am too a veteran and I and I and I think completely different than the way you think uh about Kaepernick <laughs> you know and and yeah we carry on a, it was it was a respectful conversation you know I didn't go off on or anything but yeah but yeah I was I was I had time <laughs> let's just put it that way you know um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And despite him being much older than me and what and whatnot, um, you know, I, I was able to hit him with some with some solid points that that he he essentially devolved to to combating with. I have black relatives too, <laughs> so that kind of gives you a picture of of how that conversation went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, let let the people know a little bit about how you choose. You know the subjects for your podcast. Oh, and and let and 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 where can we find it? Where can people go check out your podcast? Yeah, yeah. So um, right now I have a so I've go, I've gone through a few different podcasts. Right now my podcast is the uh, is Comic Horizon. It's probably you could probably find it under Do You Even Comic Book right now. That was the former name. Um, so Do You Even Comic Book or or Do You Even Comic Book Podcast on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you know, FM radio, whatever. If you Google it, you'll find it. Um, but yeah, uh, there, I, I, I generally, I generally keep it very comic based. Uh, I was, I was trying to keep a format where we do 15 minute reviews on comics lately uh, with the X-Men stuff coming out. We've been talking a whole lot about X-Men. So, uh, but we talk about all, all kinds of stuff on there, um, all kinds of comics. So, yeah. And, uh, oh. Okay, wait. Say again where you could find it. You know, oh. because I, really, I this this is a forum so that people can learn more about you. Yeah. Here, yeah. So, you know what? Are are you in the chat room at all? Oh, am I? Yeah. Are you in, in for the show? Yeah. Type 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 out the URL in the chat room because the chat does when people listen to the um, the podcast, they do get the they have the the chat. They have the option of looking at the chat too. So. You know, anything you think of, um, go ahead and, and put it in there as well. I try to I try to type quietly because I know my typing is loud. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's okay. You know. So yeah, there you so go. Do you even comicbook.com, which is uh, that's the former name. We we just changed to Comics Horizon. Um, but okay. everything you right now you can still find under Do You Even Comic Book. Um, 
and you'll find the podcast uh, there uh, where we talk about comics in general. Um, yeah, Jarvis just posted my my uh, personal site, fourthwall.net. I don't update that as yep. much as I used to, um, but I usually write about writing nowadays. That's That honestly, that just started as a blog for me to talk about random stuff. I didn't think anybody was going to read it, and people right. read it. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so it kind of it kind of evolved. It's been through several stages. I, it, it went from talking about random nerd stuff to comics, and now almost primarily just writing and, and talking about my comics. So, okay, and and you talk about writing the comics, not just writing in general, not writing as an academic exercise. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I talk about so I try to when I talk about writing, I try to keep it uh, about story in general, so that. When people okay. uh, converse with me about it, it's 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 a more universal thing. They can they can they can hit all mediums um, because some people like I, I run a writers chat also uh, that can also be found at fourthwall.net um, via Discord every first Wednesday of the month. Um, so the next the next Wednesday coming up actually should be the next podcast. Um, and I have people who are screenwriters, uh, novelists, uh, comic writers. Uh, I don't think I've met any playwrights yet, <laughs> but uh, people of, of, of all mediums uh, join into the conversation, and we talk about uh, story uh, primarily. Uh, so I, I do I do tend to write topics that that are, are more universal, um, things like your story mm-hmm. bible, uh, things sure. like the importance of a, of a logline. Um, uh, I think I wrote Elevator something pitch. about right, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote about the magic systems, uh, or, or, or 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 forming a magic system, which usually applies primarily to uh, uh, supernatural story, like sci-fi or fantasy stories. So yeah, right. Very cool. Um, I'm I'm learning more and more about stuff that I I'm interested in now. Uh, and <laughs> and for you, let, let's talk story a little bit. You know what kind? You know when you approach discussion of story um you know what from from what angle do you bring it you know are you talking about creating the story telling the story enhancing the story um you know or or all of that um yeah a little bit of all of that um i i try to so for the writer's chats for example i try to keep the conversation um beneficial to all levels whether you're thinking about writing uh, my, my sister joins often, my younger sister. Uh, she's uh-huh. in her uh, later 20s. She isn't really an official writer yet. She hasn't written, written really. She's been focusing on her career and getting, you know, she's she's, a, she's getting ready to be a teacher, history teacher, stuff like that. So uh, she hasn't really had the time to really dive into writing, but she's clearly very interested in it. So there's members like that all the way up to people like, um, people like Devin Grayson joining, who is the, who, who writes for DC, you know, has written, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ironically, her name is Devin Grayson and she, uh, she, she wrote, she wrote a lot of Nightwing comics. So <laughs> she wrote a lot of, uh, Dick Grayson, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I've, I, I've had, a, uh, you know, so that's all levels of, of writers in, in between the, who, who I hope would find something of value from those conversations. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to pick topics that, that, you know, like, for example, I think the last time, what did we talk about last time? It might be slipping my mind, but uh, recently we talked about uh, character, you know, and, and the different aspects of character and different archetypes 
of, of characters, you know, and mm-hmm, you have people mm-hmm. who offer insight as well as ask questions, which which promotes more more discussion, you know. And I, and I always tell people I'm the facilitator. I'm not the teacher here because there are people in the chat that are far more experienced, have far more, a far larger body of work than, than I. But I like to present the conversation so that all of those people at all these different levels can uh, can talk about it. And, and and we can all learn something, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and now, did you have any formal writing training? Um, like, I, I took one or two writing classes in college, but that was it. And then I came to I came to novel writing very very late. I mean, you know, it, I was like 46 years old when I decided, hmm, I'm I'm going to write a book because. And then I had my reasons. But I, I had never I had never done anything along a creative line like that at all um, and, and just jumped right in. And I, I think in a lot of ways, you know, my inexperience did show. I, my first book was, the first manuscript was like 330,000 words. Well, there isn't a publisher in the universe who wants to publish that, <laughs> not from a first-time guy. They're going to go, who do you think you are? You know, you're not, you know, you don't, you don't come out of the box with war and peace, you know? <laughs> and so I think the value of what you're presenting is perfect for people who are starting out just like me because you can get some practical, it sounds like you can get some practical advice about things to, you know, most specifically, not, not so much, I think it's more important to, to run into the things or talk about the things to avoid even more so than the things that you should be doing because the things that you should be doing, and I did the air quotes around that phrase, are, mm-hmm. there are so many things that you could be doing out of that you should be doing. It's tough to pin that down, or, or do you disagree? Um, so when I think about story and what, what writers should be doing, the, the main thing yeah. I think writers should be doing is writing. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's, even though like a writer, even though it's there in the word, a lot of writers have trouble with just the act of writing, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, we like to talk about writing or think about writing or, oh, oh man. Like, you know, the most common thing is, oh, I have this great story idea. Okay, cool, write it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and or, I mean, or the I other one, too, yeah. You know? The other one that I ran into a lot when I first started writing, because I joined some writer writing net, write, writing networking groups, you know, so that mm-hmm. I could at least talk to people about the about writing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I don't know how many times this happened to me, but somebody would say, I go, well, well you know, are, are you writing? So, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a novel. And I go, well, how long have you been working on it? Eh, seven, eight years. And, and then I, you know, well, I, well, then I stop. You know, I don't know where to go after that because, you know, when I ask them, okay, let me just ask you this and please don't take it the wrong way. I'm curious, what gets in the way of you finishing your book? Mm-hmm. And the, the answers were pretty consistent. Things like, you know, well, life got in the way. Um, I have a family now. It's hard to make time. And so I understand that. And the, and the thing that I did, and I was lucky because not everybody could do this. Um, I, I came up with a, a process where I would stop everything I was doing at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and then once I stopped doing whatever I was doing at 10 p.m., <laughs> I got on the keyboard and started writing. And I would write from 10 till about 2 in the morning. This was for my first book. And, and essentially, I was treating writing like a part-time job. And, mm. and if you treat something like a part-time job, it's liable to get done because you're, putting, you're punching in to have a specific task and more, like, more likely than not, if you can get into that groove, I think you'll be more successful. And so that, I mean, that worked for me. But nobody told me that. You know, that was something that I kind of, I, I had to figure that out on my own. You know, mm-hmm. is this going to work? Um, and I, I don't even know if they, because I never took any real writing class. I took writing because it was, you know, one of the electives that would fulfill this credit requirement. But I don't, I don't think people are teaching writing too much from a practical level. I know a lot of people say a writer writes, so get out there and write, like you just did, because that's <laughs> the best. The, no, it's the best example. It's the best advice. You know, if you're going to write, go and write. But man, you know, I, I think people starting out do have it tough because it's, I, I don't even know if you can, you can read a good description of the creative process. Right, um, yeah. What's been your, what's your been, has that been your experience as well? Um, as far as the creative process, you mean? Yeah, just you know, people trying to explain the creative process. I think oh, because yeah. it's it's uniquely personal to each and every person. That's right. that's yeah. what I think. There, there's always little bits of advice you can give to people. Um, I've told people to use uh, try Pomodoro, which is the tomato timer. Um, you know, write for 25 minutes, and then it dings, and you and you take a break for five. You write for another 25. You know, things like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, okay. You know, and then like I think after every third writing session, there's like a 15 minute break, and then you get back to it. Something like that. Um, it keeps your it okay. keeps your keeps you focused. It does. It does, well it works for me at least. Um, if I do, I don't always do it, but if I need to do it and I do it, it does work. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then then but then there's the, there's there's just the idea of yeah, the creative process in general, it's like, okay, um, I mean, you, you have to, you just have to, I, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, you have to actually sit down with a Word document open. Um, all of the surmising in the world is, is, is never going to get a project done. Um, I, there was a quote once that said, um, I read, I read it, or, or heard it on a podcast, I think, recently, that was something to the effect of uh, the worst written book is still better than the best book never written. Uh, or yes, to that I saw that. Yeah, I, I, no, I saw that posted somewhere. Yeah. Right, right. And and a lot of people probably do have some great ideas, and they probably would be amazing New York Times bestsellers if they ever got written. <laughs> that's the... That's the part that it needs to happen. You, you got to write. And then, and then the better, the getting better at it is is well. You just got to. You have to do. It's like push-ups, you know. Um, I'm, I, you know, I was in the military, so like, <laughs> there's not really a trick to get, you know, better at push-ups other than doing push-ups, you know. Uh, it's like, oh, do I eat right and do like? I was like, oh, you got to do push-ups, you know. You, mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. you got to write. <laughs> That's it, <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, granted, there's some other things like once you, once you're doing that part, that baseline consistently. Once you're doing your push-ups consistently, then yes, 
you want to think about your carbs and all of that stuff like that. But you got to be doing the push-ups first. Same thing with writing. Right. Yeah, you want to think about the yeah. character and the plot and the themes and stuff. But first, you have to just be writing. You know, <laughs> if you talk about the if you talk about the theme and the plot and the characters, but you're not you're just talking about it and not writing, then it doesn't it does you no good. You know. Yeah, I've also run into a weird a weird group too. I've run into people who write, but they don't want to try to publish. And uh, and a yeah. part of it is a strange, a, 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 and it's something I don't understand. But I don't want to criticize it. But there's a a fear of success mm. that I I was not aware existed. Um, but but I've seen it now. I've I you know I've actually seen it in in real life. So that's kind of a a, a weird aspect too. And I, I think writing is, you know, since it's such a singular enterprise, I mean, and, and it's more personal than, oh, a taste in music, you know, or something like that, you know, where, where somebody really is, is deciding, you know, where they've got a well-defined kind of set of parameters. I think, I think there are probably just as many ways of writing and producing as there are writers. But but the bottom line comes right back to your you know your missive of you know you have to get out there and write because that's the essence of what the thing is the job is you know right right yeah, yeah it's got it's got to be at the end of the day you could you could talk about it on on Twitter you can post uh, discussion questions every day on Facebook you can run or join writers chats but at the end of the day if it's not you sitting there with your notebook or your your word processor on the computer at the end of the day you're not doing it you know you got it that's yeah end of the day you got it you have to have this it's it's going to be you and that and that blank page well initially blank page hopefully you get some words on it (laughs) yeah yeah now um it, it there's mention that you're a novelist yeah, so I'm one of those people who and, fell and, into and the. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who, yeah, one of the people who fell into the group of the the novel that that I've been working on forever. Oh, <laughs> I, okay. Uh, Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to point you out like that. I didn't mean oh, to point no, no, you out like that. No, it's, it's totally it's it's a hundred percent. Yeah, fun. I know. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. I, I will say I will say that it is it is quote unquote complete, as in okay, as in the. Uh, all of the chapters are, are completed. <laughs> now, as far as the uh, actual editing session, um, yeah, so I, I did Nano one year. So I was like, okay, this year on NaNoWriMo, um, if you've ever heard of it, the National Novel Writing Month um, held every November. <clears throat> I will not be doing mm-hmm, it this mm-hmm. year because I'm far too busy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, I, 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 one year I, I, when, I, when I completed that, I was like, okay, I'm going to complete this novel. And then I completed it and... Um, I never went back for the official edits. Uh, I, I believe I was working on Scorpio. <laughs> I got wrapped up in another another writing project. Uh, but but yeah, but yeah, um, I do I do write uh, is you know uh, prose as some people call it or you know novels also. It's just mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. more of a my focus has shifted uh, at least I won't say temporarily, but it's my my focus has shifted to these comic things, and then as my focus shifted. I got more, um, you know. Oh, I can't really say exactly the things that I have things that are in the oven right now. Um, I can't speak on all of them, but I have like I've acquired other writing projects in that medium. So my um, my novel medium has kind of 
<laughs> I won't say fell to the wayside, but it's like on um I can't even say pause because I'm always poking at it. It's just like you know slower. <laughs> so it's a lower priority. Well, I mean, the, the... you know, when you when you do a number of things, you know, it's kind of cyclical. You know, right. and and I know people who do different projects so that if one starts to get stale or they have a, a, a block or something like that, they can they can mm. pivot to something else so that they keep their chops sharp. You know. Absolutely. And and then yeah. they come right back to it. By the way, there's a question in the um, in the chat room. Um, if you if you've got it in front of you, then I don't have to read it. But it talks about where where do you place Scorpio in the pantheon of other comic series? You um, see the question in there? Okay, say so, okay. Says do you what tier of comic do you consider Scorpio to be? We know it's better than Chick Tracks. <laughs> but do you see Scorpio as better comic than Spider Gwen and Justice or higher tier than Indies like Niobe, Malika, and Hellboy? You know, it's what so what so first it's hard to like like I don't know it's hard like when I look at my own work it's hard to like yeah rate it against other published work you know it's you know I I can say what it's along the lines of as far as like um. Is like genre or I mean I, I I don't know about level of of or you know. or, or like saying people <laughs> who like X like right right what I uh, do like, that sort of thing as far as level of level of um I don't know like so so Scorpio is my well it's not my first first comic because I did write a um public I do have a a short comic published in um an anthology uh called uh, Corpus but so it's not my first okay. first comic but it is still one of my first projects so it's you know the first issue um while i think it's decent there are some things in it that i'm like ah i would have changed this and you know changed this you know it's kind of like things you see along the way um mm -hmm, i would have mm -hmm. done this differently or whatever and i mean you, you'll see a difference in, in issue two that's 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 on the way out right now um and that's just part of the process when you're early, when you're early on there's a there, things change more swiftly it's kind of like a kid growing up you know, you're, you're, my my daughter's she's six. My oldest daughter is six, and it's like, dang, what happened between three and six? You're you're like freaking way taller and way heavier, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as opposed to once she hits, you know, twenty, you're not gonna be, you know, the the, the change is gonna be slower. You know what I mean? Um, because yeah. she's she's grown into her or whatever, you know. So, so I I feel it's the same way about people in their in their writing, um. You know, I, I yeah, feel like I feel like I'm, I'm still in the growing stages. So, do I think it's better than Spider Gwen and Justice? I, I mean, there may be particular issues I may be like ah, I can I can write a better issue than that. But like comparing, it's it's hard it's hard to do that with your own work, you know. Okay. Um, well, they 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 specific, which is not even a word. They uh, they they definitely yeah cowboy. yeah. So anyway. Um, that, and and you know when I look at a question like that, that's tough. You know because yeah. here's here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about awards. Okay, mm -hmm. um, the the, it, the the judging is has more to do the the nature of the judging and the people judging has more to do with who is the perceived. And I'm going to do the air quotes thing again. Uh, mm -hmm. the perceived winner or loser in mm -hmm. in a you know in in a um, 
in a competition like that. So that's always a tough one. You know, if someone were to ask me, hey, is your stuff Hugo worthy? And since I've read probably 30, 40, 50,000 novels in my lifetime so far, I can, mm-hmm. I, can say, I can say that it compares favorably to any of the Golden Age authors who, who published during the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s uh, yeah. and feel good about saying it. Now, you know, I don't want to also, I also don't want to, you know, sound egomaniacal about my own stuff. And I think that, I yeah. think true creatives are careful about that because, it, you, you know, you get into a real, I think the British term is a stinky wicket if you start comparing yourself to other people. <laughs> Right, right. Well, that's yeah. a tough thing. How how can you how can you maintain the often how can you maintain the authenticity of your own judgment when you live inside your head? Okay, right. living inside your head is a tough place to live. Not because it's a bad neighborhood or anything like that, but it's because you don't see what other people see. I don't right. see in my work what other people see in my work. I don't see. I don't even see me as an author or a radio personality or, you know, a tennis player. Wherever I have competed, I don't see me the way other people see me. So that's always a tough thing to answer. Um, So, yeah, I, you know... I don't know what to say about about the question. Well, no, I'm I'm just you know it's it's a tough one. You know, people mm-hmm. go, hey, do you think uh, do you think you're ever going to win any awards? And I go, well, first of all, people have to discover that I wrote something because I ain't got no money to do no <laughs> marketing, and nobody right. knows who the hell William Hayashi is. Okay, and so, you know, when someone when someone asks me that, you know, is it as good as or you know, the best I could say is I think it compares favorably, and right, and, right. and and be and feel that I'm telling the truth. So yeah, that's a tough one. Um, and and so for you, when you get back to the you know the kinds of things, have you done short stories too, or <clears throat> excuse me, are you talking mostly just the comics and then this novel that you're that's in process? Right. Yeah. I've so I've I've done shorts. A lot of my writing experience came from writing really bad stuff on um on Wattpad a long time ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then and then um and then writing um uh, stories that nobody's ever seen that were really bad, but <laughs> but then also learning and developing from those things. Um, you know, I I, I still I, I still feel like I'm in a, I'm in a developmental stage. You know, I don't feel like I'm like high tier, you know, he asked about Hellboy. Um, if me and Hellboy came out at the same time, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe it would be on even ground. But I mean, Hellboy is like huge now. I mean, if anybody looks at Scorpio versus Hellboy, they're going to be like freaking Hellboy, right? Because, you know, it's yeah, more well known. Well, <laughs> or, the, or, the, or the thing that that really kills you, even though, you know, you, you try to have a thick skin, you go, Scorpio who? You know, I, I, right. I hate yeah. when people go, dark side what? You know, dark side who? <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, but yeah, a, a lot of my, a lot of my writing experience came from, from, yeah, writing, writing shorts. Um, uh, I wrote a, a few, I had like, like just little, little things like, um, you know, a friend at one point in uh, a few years back asked me, hey, can you, you know, um, well, they, they knew I wrote because they knew I was working on a novel. Um. And they were like, oh, so you, you write, huh? 
I'm like, yeah, right. He's like, you know, they're, they're, they're my League of Legends friends. We play League of Legends all the time. He's like, well, why don't you write this fight between these two League of Legends characters? I'm like, that's that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. And they're like, uh, if you if you write it and I like it, I'll pay you 10 bucks. And I was like, all right, sure. So I wrote this like little 1500 word little thing and they read it and they were like, wow, you were serious about writing. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's just the versus fight, you know. But like when I'm writing sure. a versus fight between two characters that were literally randomly chosen, like we literally rolled dice, <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, I took it seriously. I'm like, OK, what's the setting? What's the plot? Why are these characters fighting? What's their motivation? I, I, I don't just do it like, oh, this is what would happen if Batman versus fight, fought Superman. I always I always take. What is the context of this situation? That's why I don't like versus conversations in in their, in their raw form uh, form of who would fight who. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because because like the Batman versus Superman conversation, for example, it never holds weight unless I have context of the uh, of the setting, their mindsets, their motivations. I need to know all of those things in order for me to actually write a fight between characters like that. So yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, a lot of little little fun things like that. Um, uh, I used to forum role play uh, several years several years ago. I, actually, that 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 probably became the foundation of my writing, you know, prowess. Um, is that uh, I, I I never took the little forum post is like oh I'm just responding to this person. I always took every single post like like. I'm forming a we're forming a story out of this. Let's make it a okay. real thing. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I mean, forum RP. It, it depends on how you take it. It's 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 how the writer writes it. But me personally, I was like, okay, everything that I write needs to be like it's forming a like. You know, would this be published? Type of thing. You know. Okay. All right. So so you I mean you really take it to a very serious perspective. Right. Yeah, I was. Oh, I'll, um, I'll add this on. I'll, I'll add this one last thing on. Um, I yeah. used to be, and forgive me for the fans of fanfic. <laughs> I used to be strongly against fanfic, and that's due to bad experiences with fanfic. You know, um, right. like reading like stuff where people clearly did not care about the characters of the story. <laughs> you know, initially at least. And then I read something from a friend who, who is an actual writer, who wrote. Um, some Hawkeye fanfic, uh, and it was it was Hawkeye and Mockingbird, and it was so good okay. that I was thinking to myself, why isn't this a comic, like a real comic, you know? And then she challenged me to write some fanfic, you know. So I think I wrote a Star Wars thing. Um, so I uh, so I was like, okay, let me write a Star Wars fic. But the way that I take the Star Wars fic is, I take it as if Marvel came to me and said, hey, we need you to write a one shot. Uh, Star Wars comic okay. or story, and that's how I. That's how like so when I do practice, quote unquote, with fanfic, um, that's what I do. I take it as if it's a real project that would actually. This is what I would write if it was actually published. Yeah, but you know that kind of makes you a writer's writer, because mm-hmm. and and I don't mean you're serious like um, like psychotic, but you're serious about the craft of the right. art. You know, and, and that's, you know, a lot of people don't reach that until much, much later in their writing career because it, it takes a while, first of all, to gel your own style. Second of all, uh, then it takes a little while to to get the quality 
up because there are very few people who right out of the box are, you know, fantastic writers. I um, wrote some horrible things before <laughs> before I started before I started writing things that I wouldn't that I would let people read. <laughs> yeah, but I mean to 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 get to the point where you're a writer's writer, or or a true, um, you know, the absolute value of be, what being a wordsmith is. I mean that that takes that takes a little bit of uh, a little bit of effort and and practice on your part. So that's kind of cool that you're at that point already. You know, not not to say that you you know you're brand new, but it's it's like your personality drove you into that perspective right away. Um, what I what kind of uh, pretty you know, pretty pretty early? I, I mean, you know. Yeah, I've got some stuff published, and you know, and I, you know, I've got a novel. You know, but I, I, but the body of work, um, I still consider yeah. myself to be relatively early in the thing. I just, it's just my perspective on it and how I approach it is. Uh, I don't know if it's different or or whatnot. You know, I just well, my, my, my kind perspective. Kind of mature. Yeah, I, I mean that in in the absolute value of the word mature in that. It is well thought out. It's you know it's 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 seasoned a little bit, and um, obviously it's you know it's it's a it's a fairly effective way of doing it. Um, you know there's a lot there's a lot to admire there. There's a lot to feel good about. Um, what kind of response have you gotten? Well, no, when you started out early on, you know what kind of feedback were you getting on your earliest works? Um, so. Do you mean like in terms of Scorpio, or do you mean like prior to? Um, no, in terms of Scorpio. I'm sorry, I should have said so. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, in terms of in terms of Scorpio, yeah, I've, I've got I've gotten some pretty good feedback. Um, surprisingly, uh, positive feedback. I mean, there's there's been a little bit of negative there, um, and most of the negative stuff, I'm happy to say, are things that as I read through my own comic that I had problems with, you know, <laughs> and things that I said, okay, I'm okay. going to work on that, you know, and, and readers came, you know, readers said, oh, it's a, it was a little bit, you know, you, you, may, you may have focused on this a little bit too heavily, like, you know, Scorpio is a very, it's a mystical comic book, you know, it's about urban fantasy or whatnot, but very early in the first issue, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of normalcy, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of the character, like learning the characters and getting to know the characters, and there's not a lot of, um, action yet uh, or, or there, there is action mm-hmm. in the first issue but, the, but initially the first few pages there is a bit of of um of uh i, I guess uh extended explanation or whatnot um a little bit of a little bit of uh exposition exposition setting the scene right right and some people enjoyed it and they were like oh i like the establishment of these characters and some people were like uh, you know, if it wasn't for that first page, I, I, I probably would have put it down. And I'm glad for that first page because the first pages show that hey, so you, here's something to you know what's happening later in this issue. You know, the first page is the character being uh, looks like he's about to be decapitated. You know, so okay. so um, okay. so yeah, so 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 some so some people liked this uh, the slow, and some people. We're kind of like, yeah, about it. So I, I, I think that going forward, um, and it's something that I, before anybody's ever, ever even said anything about the book themselves, as I was reading through it, I was like, wow, I actually kind of spent more time than I thought on this, <laughs> on this, on this aspect. So the, those are the things that I hope I, I struck a, 
happy uh, balance with in, in, in future issues and, and future works in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And and right now, do you have um, more than the one or two, you know, uh, do, you, do you have a, a bevy of creative universes where you're going to be showcasing um, things other than Scorpio? Um, so do you, do you mean like other other uh, story ideas in, in in general? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there there are a few things in the oven right now. Oh, so so one thing I can't announce that's like out already is um uh, uh my, my my buddies who who created Kamikaze Comic, who I was a fan of before I met them. Um, okay. It's a it's a, it's a comic. It's a uh, post apocalyptic comic. A, about a about a, a a woman who's a young woman who's basically a a free runner hardcore parkour uh <laughs> who who ends up uh, becoming a superhero um i love the comic mm-hmm. from the start and then i ran into i ran into the creators randomly in atlanta had no idea they were atlanta based already knew them from twitter um online didn't even know that some of them were a part of the project you know and we just hit it off like really well interviewed them talked about it i was a fan read through the comic loved it and now after reading through everything again and really diving into because their lore is so deep i'm a sucker i, I think I, I think i mentioned earlier um how i i will grab the show comic book whatever of a thing that i'm into um and sure. while they only have the comic like it's so full of lore that I just, I just like was immediately attracted to it. Um, so I, I am actually writing a, 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 one of their anthology pieces that's coming out soon. Um, they have announced their Kickstarter that's coming out in about two weeks um, for that mm-hmm. project. Um, they have an animated short and that anthology that's coming out at the same time. Um, so I'm super happy to be, to be a part <laughs> of that because I, I just love the world. And while I mentioned the fanfic thing earlier, like how I how I would take a, a Star Wars story or something like that and write a story, that's how I thought about um, pre-writing this. I was like, well, what, what if I was to write a Kamikaze story? And now that quote-unquote fanfic is now going to be a, a, a legit story, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people poo-poo fanfic fiction you know, people writing in other people's universes or, or you know, adding on the storylines. But, you know, your your ultimate, I think, in terms of financial uh, reward, uh, most recent ultimate, ultimate fanfic is, uh, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. You right, know? right. Um, <laughs> when people, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, that that's fanfic. And, you know, the thing that really pisses me off about that is, first of all, it's written poorly. But it's oh gosh, mommy it's porn, so it really it got <laughs> it up so fast. You know, she wrote that on on her BlackBerry. Oh my goodness! I, so I will, real quick, real quick segue on that. I, I have a very very brief story. I don't have a lot of stories. Very brief story on that. No, please, uh, no, no. Please, <laughs> go ahead. Very brief story. A, a friend of mine, uh, and I hope she listens to this soon because like we're totally cool about it. But uh, a friend of mine uh, who liked. Fifty Shades. I read it, and I was talking trash about it. We were we were coworkers, and I was talking horrible trash. But I was like, "Oh, it's horrible." And she goes, "Well, have you even read it?" And I was like, "Oh, I actually haven't read. It. I read a lot about it." And I was like, "You know what?" So that weekend, I literally went and I binge read the entire first book, and How then I came back it? to her. 
Oh, because I was de- because I told you I'm extra. <laughs> because I was determined to um, have my evidence of why this book was yeah. trash. <laughs> so so I, then I came back, and she was so mad that I came back with like 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 points and and references of why this book was horrible because I had then read it. Um, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I mean there were so many reasons from from just writing in general to to horrible motivation to horrible plot to to uh description i mean there's several layers the grammar (laughs) sucked and and that wasn't even real snm you know snm people who are into snm said that the book Mm -hmm. was just ridiculous so right but but see the thing is (laughs) is that 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 informs us that Mm -hmm. there is a huge huge market for Mommy porn, which is you know uh, uh, just justifiable erotic erotic literature for for moms, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 I, I can't even be mad about that. You know, I'm mad about the fact that that lightning didn't hit me, but I'm not <laughs> mad mad. Well, no, because that's that's tremendous lightning to have hit you if you are mm-hmm. a creator. If if you write something and you get you hit that jackpot, that it, mm. it's a, it's amazing. I mean, I don't I've never had it happen to me, so I can't tell you from first hand experience. But you <laughs> look at how much money that woman made. You know. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, my my only uh, my only know, qualms with it is that I wish, like when I was reading it, I didn't feel that she cared about actually like storytelling. I, I felt like she just, I don't know, like. It's the same issue that I had with fanfic from the beginning, you know, uh, with some Dude, fanfic. Dude, she I, did not. She did not <laughs> have the skills of a writer. Just say it, all right. Just say it. I'll say it for you. She, it's not very well written, okay. It's not, and yeah. and that's not sour grapes. I. I, you know, I, dude, I admire you for being able to read through the whole thing. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Um, there's there's only so much bad grammar and 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 terrible exposition and split infinities and other nonsense that I can deal with. But right. you can't you can't argue with success because success is a tenuous thing. And right. oh, and here's the other thing about I don't know if you've ever covered this in your podcast. I have not because there's no reason for me to discuss this with somebody. But here's the thing that I am finding very distressing is the the number of companies that have cropped up who are promising, you know, to make people bestsellers, you know, to take a book, mm-hmm. market it, and turn them into bestsellers. And what they are what they are capitalizing on is the fact that most authors are needy little trolls. And, you know, a, a lot of authors who will argue with me about that description are obviously the trolls I'm talking about. But we, we are all needy. You know, we're all, you know, essentially what we became was we became entrepreneurs selling our souls because your writing should in some way be a reflection of what it is you're interested in, et cetera, et cetera. So calling, you know, calling somebody a, a needy little troll, or an author a needy little troll is basically just stating facts. And now you have all of these people out there, this entire industry out there now that has popped up to separate needy little trolls from their money by promising them the the notoriety and you know the bestseller status that they, they that they crave. Um, 
a couple of my friends have gotten bit by that. You know, uh, a friend of a friend ended up spending $20,000 with uh, one of these fly-by-night rip-off artists. That's mm. a lot of money to lose, and it also, it's a tough road to hoe because when you think in terms of, you know, what, what somebody who's just starting out could do with $20,000, $10,000, even, mm-hmm. even a few thousand dollars. For a few thousand dollars, you can get a better editor, which will, will, will push you more in the direction of success than these other people who claim, oh, well, we're going to get on Facebook and tell everybody about your book. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> let's get on Facebook you know, as a person and let's shout at our friends about stuff that they already know that I've done. You know that's right. that's yeah. the flaw in the in the in the social, um, whatever uh, social networking um, genre or no uh, arena. So yeah, I that this is the one thing that I I've been trying to warn newbies about that there are a lot of people out there who who will promise you a lot of things, but they're just designed to separate you from your money. I get I get emails every weekend. Dear William, uh, my name is so-and-so. I will be working all weekend. Please give me a call about your book. And, of course, they've done the research and they, they, you know, they'll have a title of my book, one of my books. And, you know, it, it feeds the ego, but it doesn't feed the pocketbook. It, it does the mm-hmm. exact opposite. You know, it, it makes your stuff evaporate, your money evaporate. Um, are these the kinds of topics that you, t- you cover on your, your podcast and your discussions? Um, so, so in general, like, so when we're talking about, uh, in the writer's chat, definitely, um, right now, because the podcast that I do right currently is mainly comic based, we, we usually don't hit those topics. We, we kind of segue into them a little bit sometimes because both myself and Troy, um, Troy is from previews world weekly, um, another huge, huge comic site. Um, we, we, because we both write, we end up talking about those things sometimes, but we do definitely follow up fall um uh or or or, or, or segue into these conversations during the writer's chats like <laughs> that happens on a regular regular basis so uh so yeah 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 um so uh tell me this you know you've put together a comic book i have interviewed oh i don't know maybe 20 30 Maybe, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood of comic creators. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this. When, when you decided to put together your own comic, mm-hmm. what, you know, what is the biggest lesson that you learned that if you could sit down somebody who's getting ready to do their own comic right now on this show, what would you tell them is the biggest pitfall that you saw in the creation of your own work? What was the hardest, the hardest thing to manage after it happened to you? You know what's what uh, circumstance? Um, so there's 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 two there's two things I'll, I'll mention that one is writer related and one is not. Um, one, hire the best artist that you can afford. Um, yeah, hire. And, and it's not it, it's 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 because the art is the first thing people see. People will see the art before sure. they ever see a, a word that you've written. You know what I mean? Right. Hire the best artist you can afford. Even if you can't afford that artist, just take longer to pay them and take longer to put it out. But (laughs) when you, you know, let let that artist know, hey, uh, this is going to be a long process (laughs) because, you know, I work a 
nine to five or where it wherever and you know whatever whatever the case do not skimp out on your artists hire a good artist mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that is the first thing people will see and it's the and it's the first thing that uh people remember your book by um now oh, 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 oh i'm sorry not remember your book by that's a lie people will remember your book by the writing the first thing that they will they will pick up your book by is is, is the art um right. after the Visual. after the fact yeah. A few months down the line, they, they might forget exactly what the what the visuals look like, but they'll remember the story. So make sure your story's good. Which brings me to my second thing: um, before you write a comic, make sure you know how to write. Please make sure you know how to write. And I say that in the most uh, uh, in the nicest way possible. And, and, and what I mean by that is, I see a lot of comic fans. Who are who they love comics, um, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, I want to write one," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on." I get that you like comics and you want to write one, and I, I'm I am so happy you want to write, but you have to learn how to write first. Like before, do not pay, do not hire a huge artist, a uh, great artist. You know, say you have the money for it. You know, do not hire a great artist without knowing how to write, because then you right. just then you're just pouring your money into a into a pit. Because, or you may not, some people may still buy the book based off the art alone, but if you don't know how to write, <laughs> then people are going to notice eventually and then it's going to, then it's going to fall short. You know, you have to have at least the basics of writing. I'm, I'm not saying you have to be Stephen King. I'm not saying you have to be Jeff Lemire. I'm not saying you have to be freaking John, uh, uh, what's his name? Hickman. You just have to know how to write. Don't just say, oh, I read comics. So I know how they work. I'm going to write one. You know, learn mm-hmm. story, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 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 so 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 important. Um, and, and I'm only saying that because I've seen it a lot in the indie sphere. Uh, but I get it. Everybody's new. Everybody is gonna work at different levels. But let your lowest level be something that, that's written and that you didn't have to pay an artist for, please, because it's gonna hurt later. <laughs> you know, it's gonna hurt when you know you've paid three thousand dollars to get a book made and your and your writing isn't there you know <laughs> you know yeah. it's just oh yeah it's saving you money i'm trying to say this to save you money write your bad stuff in your fanfic write your bad stuff in the short stories that you put on wattpad or whatever like i did write your write your bad stuff learn how learn the basis of writing and then write your comic you know mm-hmm. I, w- mm-hmm. I wouldn't start with comics let's put it that way i wouldn't start with comics if, if you if it's the first thing you ever written write a short story then try to write a novel then and then you know see what see what you've learned about writing before you you know get some experience is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i you know there are times i a lot of people come to me and say hey um can you take a look at what i've done mm-hmm. and 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 give me give me you know your critique of what i've written what i've done whatever the case may be and unfortunately, I find that most of those people, they want a cheerleader, not a, a critic. Right. You know, because yeah. they, they don't want, they really get upset <laughs> when I do what they ask me to do. Um, and, and the other thing that, that I, you know, I'll tell you where I do have an advantage in terms of story creation, creativity, and things like that. Having read tens of thousands of books and I don't know how many short stories. I can read somebody else's stuff and tell them, oh, this is exactly like X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. This is derivative of 
this. You're not going to get away with that. If you want to use this, then acknowledge at the beginning that it's it's based on or where the idea came from. But mm-hmm. but most people, it's it's tough. I I look at people who start to write, who just start to write. Okay, they want to they want to get out there. They want to get their words out there. They want they want some notoriety, and you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that easy. There, there's yeah. no silver bullet formula that gets you exactly what you want in terms of, you know, selling 10,000 of your first book, you know, your first book, 10,000 copies, or, or whatever your target number is. Um, and, there, and there's no guarantee of that. And, th- and that's the other thing you should tell these people when they come to you and, and w- tell you, well, we're going to market you and, and, and really give you some visibility. And then you go, well, uh, and if you really want to like stick it to them, you go, okay, so how many sales are we talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't tell you jack because right. there is nothing. Okay, I can tell anybody here. All right, anybody here, I can tell them how to sell 20,000 books in the last quarter of any year. All right? Mm. But it's going to cost you $25,000. And you know how you do that? I'll tell everybody. It's it's no secret. Get take a full page ad out in the New York Times book section over mm. the, the 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 Thanksgiving weekend. That weekend, yeah. if you take out that ad, because people buy whatever's in there right. just because it's in the New York Times. But see, now mm-hmm. you've got to come up with $25,000 to do that. I, well, I don't know how much a full-page ad is. Back when I started looking, it was 18000 I thought, eh, you know, well, what the heck, I, I'll do that. But <laughs> I, I never had $18,000, $20,000 to spend. But see, that's the only way that you could assure yourself that you're going to get X number of, of sales. There is no other way that I know. Do you know of any other way? I don't. I can't think of any other way. Not, not, not assured. Not definitely not assured. <laughs> oh, Billy, oh, oh Billy. no, no, no! I take it all back. I take it all back. Well, let me tell you this real quick. When uh, I'm in Chicago, I'm located in Chicago, so Oprah had her show based here. All right. So okay. every black person who wrote a book in Chicago's business model was, I'm gonna write my book. I'm gonna get. Oprah to put it on her show in her book club, and then I'm going to be good. Okay, that was their business model. Right. It seems not real smart to hang your hat on that. But that, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anyway. All right, I, I'm I'm off my high horse. I'm a lot better now. I I, I just took a deep breath. But you but you know what I mean. Here's the thing. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, your your method is the best way. Learn how to write. You know, whether it's short stories, whether it's novels, whether it's comics, learn how to write. Learn how to tell a story. Learn how to tell a story in a compelling way, so that people will pay attention to it. Will want to. Will, will want to read the rest of the story if they read that blurb online or you know a couple pages or whatever. But otherwise, I, I can't think of any better way than to become a good writer. Because yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta experiment with it. You know, again, I I always say yeah yeah I've been writing ten years or whatever, but I'm I still feel that I'm early. 
you know, in my career. I mean, when I say 10 years, there were still like those early years, still bad stuff. <laughs> so like, okay. Yeah. Like, um, like, but, but the only way to really, really truly know is to, is to, to do it, see where you messed up, you know? Right. And then, right. You know, Oh, okay. That's not, you know, maybe people do not want me to talk about, I'm gonna take a shot at Tolkien real quick. Maybe maybe people do not want me to talk about Hobbits for uh, 26 pages at the beginning of my book. <laughs> you know, sure, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love Tolkien, but like, if a writer did that nowadays, somebody will put that book down in half a paragraph. Uh, yeah, you know, oh, I mean? yeah. You, you can't you can't just try to give a, somebody a textbook description of your story at the be in your first chapter and expect people to 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 to, to read that. You know. Um, You've got to find a way, like you said, compe- compelling openings, you know, uh, like, like one thing I will pride myself on, despite my the, the flaw that I had in the first issue of Scorpio of of talking a little bit too much about the main character's company or whatever. Um, at the, okay. the very first page, I know for sure that that first page is grabbing because the because the dude is going to he looks like he's about to die, you know, <laughs> so so like I know that opening, <laughs> opening like that is is a way to to people for people to be like oh well what's going on here it's a question well you know yeah you know. yeah somebody mentioned that in the in the chat room that you know uh, sometimes a slow opening doesn't work well for for most readers and mm-hmm. and it is true uh, we, we've been kind of conditioned you know to the fact that if there's not an explosion in the first two minutes you know no somebody right. thinks it's going to be boring and right. and it reading has fell off Probably here's how I saw it: the numbers, um, book sales started going down probably at the very at the turn of the century, okay, and then um, ebook sales really picked up. Uh, we saw the decline of not Barnes and Nobles, what was the other one? Oh, Borders. Borders fell out. Um, a lot of independent yeah. bookstores fell fell off the map. But now, in the last five years, independent bookstores have come roared back. And the last two years, um, hardcover books have outsold ebooks, and so uh, I think that you know it's not that we're seeing an emerging market. I think we're just seeing a change in market, and you know some people got kind of caught up in it because you know after I wrote my first book in 2001, and people were declining in terms of how much they read, and so I thought, oh. Great, William. You decide to reinvent your ass as a as a as an author, and now people aren't reading anymore. That brilliant, you know. So, um, <laughs> but but now people are are finding books to be much much more entertaining, and a part of it, believe it or not, is because of streaming TV and movie services. Okay, uh, yeah. because people are are getting a lot like you, where if they see a movie and they like the movie, then they want to go ahead and 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 check out the the source material for it, or right, right. or you know like you've got The Walking Dead, you've got uh, you've got Watchmen, you've got all of these things that are very very popular in another medium, and people are 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 doing more like you do and exploring. The, the breadth of that medium or the breadth of the or- origin in mm-hmm. a way that they hadn't been doing for about a decade or two. So that's kind of, that's heartening, you know. So right. people people who think, oh, nobody's reading. Well, okay, there is there is one trend that's kind of pissing me off. 
and only because I don't have audiobooks for my books is people who, 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 only, li- who only listen to books. All right, I want to get upset. I want to say something bad. There's nothing I can say. Okay, people get their content the way they get their content. I yeah. can't listen to a book and get content out of it. I can't, I don't, I can't follow the story just by listening to it. I don't know. It might be uh, I, 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 some sort of intellectual flaw. I will say something. Something that I um something that I uh, uh, discovered at MultiverseCon, all the way uh-huh. down to all the way from the biggest publishing company that was there, um, all the way down to the writer that had one novel, they all had audio of their books, and I was like, wow, <laughs> like down to the person who literally had their first novel published had an audio version of it, and I was like, holy sure. crap. I guess audio was but really that's been, <laughs> But that's been conventional wisdom for about, I would say, probably about five or six years. Right. That has been the conventional <laughs> wisdom. Oh, if you do a book, you have to have an audio book because people will only listen. And I, um, and I, and I, understand, so, I understand to a certain extent because, I mean, so I am stupidly busy. Like, I, you know, I run around and I have a crazy commute. I will say that a lot of this, Star, I read all the Star Wars books. Um, and I do get the, I get both of them. I get the the audio and the um, what you call it, um, the you know the regular, the, the digital, the digital book. Usually I pick up. Oh, I, digital I, I get, book. Okay, yeah. I get, I get them digitally because like I, I usually pick them up. Like when it comes to Star Wars, I'm I'm like crazy, so I like pick them up the day they come out. <laughs> so so I'll get the digital, and then I'll get the audio, and I'll go back and forth, and I'm able to knock it out really fast that way. Um, I'll get, I'll hop in the car, long crazy commute to 85 Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> and I'll listen, and then I'll get to work. I'll kind of look around, like, eh, nothing's really going on. Pull out the <laughs> pull out the uh, the actual book, pick up where I left off with the audio, read it, you know. <laughs> and then um, actually, this last this last Star Wars book, I, I actually fully listened to it on audio because they had a full audio cast, which was is not common. Um, usually they have one reader, you know, one audio, sure, uh, one uh, sure. voice actor. And I was like, wow, this was crazy, crazy good. So I, I so I listened to the entire thing audio. That was the first time in a long time I did that. But I mean, I will say I've been able to knock out a lot more books that way. I finished Game of Thrones that way. I read the first two books regular. Um, in the last mm-hmm. book, I mm-hmm. went back and forth, uh, or not the last book, the third book, I went back and forth audio. I think four and five I read. I still read regular. But um, yeah, the third one I went back and forth audio, uh, and and the actual, you know, the the written. But uh, but yeah, I I do see the value of audiobooks. I mean, me ripping and raving, trying to do podcasts, trying to manage a comic site, trying to, you know, write every free moment that I get. You know, when I'm in those mm-hmm, long commutes, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I can actually knock out books in the. I'm actually accomplishing something even while I'm in transit to work. That's how I feel. You know. Yeah. Well, my first my first set of books, it's going to be pretty expensive for me to do audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Mostly because they're like you know, six hundred pages each, two hundred twenty thousand yeah. <laughs> words. Yeah. But my second, my second trilogy, which is due out uh, first next year, or you know, from from now on, you know, they're the publisher is preparing them. Uh, he's going to go ahead and do audiobooks for my second trilogy. So, and, and I, you know, I said, great. He, it was his suggestion. It's not going to cost me anymore because I recognize that it is a format that has an audience. So, there you go. 
in um, some, in some I, books, I some books I knew for sure that I wanted the audio of. Um, again, right. speaking from Star Wars, I knew that the the, the Thrawn books. I don't know if, how big into Star Wars you are, but um, but uh, Timothy Zahn writes a character called Thrawn, who is not mm-hmm. he's not been in the movies. He's um he's mainly a he was an old extended universe character, and then they brought him into the new what's considered the new canon now. Um, okay, but. But the guy who does the voice, like you, you almost—it's a—it's a joy to listen to the audio of those books mm-hmm. because the guy mm-hmm. just nails Thrawn's voice, and it's just like it's almost a disservice to not hear how he speaks Thrawn's voice, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of developed. It first, it started off as oh, I just want to, you know, just—it's just easy to to read it, listen to him in the car. To where some books are like really like, man, I gotta hear this guy reading uh, or Thrawn's voice, you know, or there was one book that I listened to or part of anyways. Um, what was that book? Uh, the guy who wrote, the guy, the same guy who wrote Martian. I don't know if you read Martian. Um, no, I didn't it read it, second, but I, I did see the movie. Yeah. It was a sec. Yeah. I, 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 and I'm, I'm the opposite. I actually read the book. I still haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, the guy who, he wrote another book. Oh, I can't. I can't think of the name right now. But anyways, that second book that he wrote was voiced by, and I'm blanking on the name. She was Night Nurse in Daredevil. Um, oh, and she uh, was that da- Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. No. There it is. Rosario uh, Dawson. Yeah. There you go. Tanya got it. Andy Weir wrote his second book, which was called. I can't think of the name of the book right now. But I remember the whole plot and everything. It was on the moon and all this stuff. But anyways, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah uh, it was it was voiced by Rosario Dawson. And my plan was, ah, I'll just start listening to this in the car, then I'll finish it when I get to work because that's that's at the time I was working at a night job where I could I could actually read a full book at you know during a twelve hour shift. Sure, there's nothing going on. Sure. Um, but it was so her voice acting was so good. I just listen to the just listen to the whole book, you know. So, so yeah, there is an appeal, uh, depending on the voice uh, actor, to to listening to some of the books sometimes. Well, and some of these voice actors who just read audiobooks, they're not they're not in television or anything else. You know, some of them have a, have huge followings now. You know, oh, yeah. and 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 they read book. You know, they go from genre to genre to genre, but people will follow them because, like you said, when they read, it's so compelling in in terms of storytelling that it it makes it 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 just makes all the difference in the world. Oh yeah. Um. So now, would you would you ever be voice cast in your own book? Or would you have somebody else do it? Oh, funny thing. <laughs> so, uh, funny thing. The first uh, Kickstarter for Scorpio, uh, I did a voice version of the comic. <laughs> okay. So there is actually an audio uh, out there that people have uh, audio of. I am not a great voice actor. Uh, but okay. to save one cost, I did do the main narration and, you know, the main character. Would I, if I was doing an official voice version of the book, would I, would I do that? No, because I would, I would get a better, probably Chinese American actor, because Danny, the main character, is Chinese American to, to be that voice actor. Mm-hmm. However, I did have a full cast, and I got um, other people who are experienced in voice acting at different levels uh, to do some of the voices uh, for the characters. Danny's uh, girlfriend, for example, or fiance, 
in the book, for example, is is uh, she's Mexican American. So I, I got a, a Latina woman to do her voice. She was excellent. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. His younger sister, even though I did his voice, he's Chinese American. Uh, his younger sister, Amy Shim. I got a uh, a Chinese American actress to do her voice. So yeah, I, that was a that was a fun process. Um, at the end of the day, I didn't do one for the second, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to how I want to continue with that um, because comic readers are comic readers. You know, they're not really right. right. <laughs> they're not really they're they want to read the comic, look at the art, not really listen to people saying it. You know, so um, and plus my narration is not the best. You know, I. I may be generally okay at narrating in general, but like, is my voice what I would consider to be Danny's voice? Heck no. Like, no. <laughs> like, I would have, I would have, uh, who would I have do his voice? Probably, um, who's, who's a, who's a good voice I, I had in mind? Um, young. Somebody, somebody did, did ask, you know, what celebrity would you want to voice the Scorpio comic? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. See, Steve, have, Steve have you given asked. it any thought? Um, yeah, I have actually. Um, I, I'm trying to think of his name. So, so the guy from, um, well, I would I would need a little bit more pizzazz from him because in that show he's he's kind of, I won't say monotone, but the the tone of the show is a little monotone. But the guy who plays Sunny okay. in, um, the guy who plays Sunny in, uh, in, uh, Into the Badlands, uh, his voice, like the pitch of his voice, I could see being like Danny's voice, you know, uh-huh. um. Uh, there's, there's also another, oh, 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 his name is on the tip of my tongue. Oh, killing me. Uh, oh, uh, I think it's Lee Shorten. I can see him playing, um, Danny's voice also. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, but, but yeah, some of the voice actors that I got to do the other characters' voices, they were pretty freaking good. So I wouldn't mind having them be the, <laughs> you know, be the, be the voice, be the voice actors, uh, for those characters. Pretty cool. Um, now, have you thought about you know going you know going the transmedia route with your with your creative universes? And by that, what I mean is, um, have you thought about seeing them in you know like in, in 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 an animated movie or you know some other medium other than on the page? Uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm big on story. I mean, I love comics. You know what I mean. But I'm, right. I'm big on the aspect, like just being able to tell a good story. That's why Scorpio has short stories. You know, um, there is a short story that I'm working on right now that centers around mm-hmm. the Capricorn character. There's a short story already out called Sisters that centers around the other main character, Naomi, in, in the in the book, who isn't even named in the first issue, which I, I which I would find interesting if people have have found the first issue interesting and wanted to know more about that character if they read the short. Um, you actually get her name in the short. You know, I mean, I've said her name online. Okay. Course. Hey, this character with Naomi, sure. but her name isn't spoken in the first issue. But if anybody, you know, likes to likes to dive deeper, like I do, um, and they read that short story, which is which is free, you know, um, if you're on the email list, it's free. Um, then then yeah, you you get more insight about that character. You get her name, you know, um, and that, that that's a short short story form. I've even thought about writing. Uh, longer like maybe novelettes of of different aspects of scorpio that may not necessarily be put in the comic itself because it'd just be too bulky you know it's not it's not right central right. to oh, the yeah. main story yeah um animation absolutely uh <laughs> when we get to that future i have i have uh 
I have uh, tabletop games planned. I also have okay. With, with this current Kickstarter, there is a text-based game. <laughs> I don't know how many people know about text-based games, but there is a text-based game that centers around Leo. Uh, so, you know, and I, and I, I try, I try to, to to make these different, like these transmedia uh, perspective or these transmedia, uh, uh, I guess, pieces of content uh, center around different parts of the Zodiac sign so people can realize, yeah, the book's called Scorpio, but it is in general a Zodiac comic book. You know what I mean? So right. if, you, right. if you pick yeah. up that, uh, that tier on, on the Kickstarter where you get the game, you you start at issue one, at the beginning of issue one, but instead of being Danny, you are his younger sister, Amy. Mm-hmm. And not only are you Amy, you're where she started in that in that, in that first issue. And you can do different things and see different paths that will tell you more about the Scorpio universe than what actually happens in the book. You can, there, there's a path where you can do the same exact thing as issue one. Like if you read issue one and you want to follow that exact path, you can do that exact thing as her and go through those steps. But because it's a game, it's a text-based game, you can do other things that didn't actually happen in the first issue and learn a whole lot more about how the Scorpio universe is set up, like how these magic-based relics, uh, you know, how, you know, the, the, the history behind them, the lore behind them and stuff like that, um, just from playing the game. Well, and, and I have I have secrets and stuff in there, you know, like, you know, things yeah. that I'm sure there are other, like some people would find that others won't. But yeah, it's, it's been fun making that. Well, you know, since it's because of the difference in the medium, you know, it gives you so much more flexibility and it allows you depth, which you can't get with just strictly the comic, you know. So that, right. it, it's, it's a value-added kind of uh, feature that I, I can't see how it doesn't attract, you know, more participation, more people who want to see what's going on. Because once they start digging into that, um, you know they've they've got they've got a, a whole complete a completely different environment in which to explore um, um, the you know the characters and the storyline. Right, and, and the game is extremely interactive. Like you can like if you if you are one of those people who like to sit down and you know. Play, you play, a, I don't know, Mass Effect or something, and you sit there and read through all the codexes and stuff like that. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what it's like in this little text-based game. If you go to Amy's room and you kind of like look okay. around the room and open drawers and turn on a TV and look through her journal, you're going to find stuff that you just wouldn't have access to from reading the comic, you know? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, and so let's let's ask a question that that kind of your puts your mind forward. Where do you see yourself and your I'm going to just call it an empire. Yeah, your empire. Let's say five years down the road. Oh man, um, let me see. It's 2019. Let's see. So in five years, it's hard to say because different in, in, in creatives sometimes things can just take. It's a long haul. And then sometimes mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. meet the right person and it's just like, it takes off, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I would say, let's just, let's just, let's just say it's the, let's just say we're taking the long haul road. I don't meet any 
you know, the, the well, person I mean, who... basically, you know. yeah, what I'm getting <laughs> into is, is have you thought out, you know, a little further out? Have you thought about, you know, at least the skeleton of a plan? Of course, mm-hmm. cool things could happen. You know, things will change. Um, you, right. you never know what's going to be around the corner. But mm-hmm. having said that, you know, you, I, I can't see someone like you just working in a vacuum going, oh, gee, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. So, so plan, so plan wise. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, so right now, right now, I know, I know. Volume one, the, the big. So the first big milestone is volume one, because okay. um, all data shows that people will pick up a volume way quicker than they'll pick up a single issue. Um, don't know why. It's more expensive. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's due to having a full story and a and a, and a, and a full volume. Um, but people will definitely pick up a volume one, even if they have issue one right there for five bucks, even though value one costs 20 bucks, they will pick up a value mm-hmm. one more often every time. Um, all the data shows. Mm-hmm. It. So the, the, the first milestone, and it's just, it's a pretty, it's a pretty soon milestone. I, I can see that happening in the next year or so. Um, less than, definitely less than a year, uh, volume one being out in, in perfect bound and whatnot. Um, and then I see a, 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 uh, the tabletop game is we talk about that transmedia a little bit. Uh, that tabletop game is going to definitely uh, be another big milestone. Um, from there, as I continue to produce issues of the comic, that's where we start getting into the realm of, okay, what are our options for animation? Um, okay. What are our options for, for, for moving this thing? Like how, like how would animation actually happen what's the cost looking like for there and how can we feasibly make that happen um while working a full-time job as an it administrator <laughs> the network administrator and having a family you know what i mean so there's always right. those challenges. oh yeah um but 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 i'm always i'm always looking for the way well it, ha- it, it can be done so how you know um i, I i'm, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. never the, i'm never the person that goes oh well it's just it's not possible because of money and because I'm busy all the time and because I have my job. <laughs> I, I, I can never, you know, the only way that I would pause anything is if my my regular work were to like falter, like if I lost my job. That's the only that's the only way that I'd be like, well, all everything stops until I get my regular family back in order. <laughs> but that's it. Right. You know what I mean? Other than that, I there's nothing that I can see. That that would just completely halt me from from looking into these these higher levels, you know. Yeah, and then um, you know, you've mentioned that you work with other you know with artists and and other people. Um, do you do you see your <clears throat> excuse me? You know, it's kind of obvious that you can collaborate well, at least effectively. Let's put it that way. Um, Do you see a growth in the number of people who are going to be attracted to working in that sphere, or or are you going to stay stay kind of like this compact group and keep moving forward until you really need, you know, until you get need animators or or you know something specific like that? how do you how do you see your are you going to run lean and mean or or do you have room for for growth room and plans so okay so post post volume one so uh the thing about scorpio is that it's about it's about the zodiac in general there's 12 signs right 
Um, yeah. There are, post post volume one. I am almost positive I will be having people come in to work on issues or one shots or something uh, anthology type things uh, that will focus on other zodiac signs um, that aren't in okay. the main in the main story. I'm <clears throat> almost positive of that um, because I just there's already been people who who've asked about it. There's always there's already been people who 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 have have expressed interest in. Wow, I want to, I want to, I would, I wouldn't mind diving into this world a, a little bit. Um, and I know that after having a bigger picture, because you know, issue one is just out, and uh, you know, it's it's one issue. When when a full volume is out, people will have a better picture of this thing. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I can see that being a thing. And then also as far as like other things that are outside of Scorpio, after reading the the, the response to Scorpio was 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 very positive. And after writing the first issue, people kind of woke up to, oh, you're you're serious about writing, you know. I mean, I, I, it's 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 always a shock when people say that about something that I do. Um, I'm, I'm I'm also a web designer, so for example, when when I said I'm a web designer, it's one thing, but then when people see a site that I just designed, they go, oh, you're really a web designer. And I'm like, yes, I'm a web designer. It's the same thing with writing. They they, they read the first issue of Scorpio, like, oh, you really write. And I'm like, yes, I write, <laughs> you know. Um, and 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 some of those people have said, like artists have have said, man, we've got to work on something together. Um, other writers have said, yeah, we I, I read that for we we got to work on something together, you know. So, I mean, there's there's plans to be had, <laughs> plans to be right. made, schedules to be made. But yeah, I, I definitely see collaboration with other people, even if it's not directly on Scorpio, even if it's on, um, you know, just other other stories, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, and and then you know, <laughs> what's been the worst part <laughs> of of you doing what you have to do? You know, I, and I asked that. You mentioned one thing is had uh, before we were talking about one thing creative, one thing not creative. But mm-hmm. in as uh, for people like us, we're cre- you know creatives like us. Essentially, we've become entrepreneurs. You know, when you decide to do something like this, you're essentially starting up. It's like starting up a company. And so um, one of the things that generally people I've interviewed tend to agree with is that there's almost like an 80-20 rule um, or an 80-20 split. So, you you know, you spend 20% of your time on the creative things that you're doing. And then, you know, the other 80% is, is the business end, the maintenance end, the the nuts and bolts <laughs> of making it all happen. Would you generally agree with that? You know, oh, have man. you seen it that way? Absolutely. You know, what, one one <laughs> thing I will say that I'm happy about myself with Scorpio is that okay. I did a lot. Like I, I'm, I'm. So you, what is what's coming? Two issue two is coming out, right? I've sure. written far past that, and I've written far past that before the first issue came out. So before I had to dive deep into the marketing and business part of it, I wrote a lot of it already. So that and it's always being edited, it's always being tweaked, and it's always you know. But 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 now that I am full fledged into the business aspect, like you just said, like you know you know the eighty percent of your time, I am like when I'm writing things like this text based game that I'm still working on, uh, it's just like wee hours of the night, work work the next day or not. 
<laughs> right. Know, just, <laughs> just getting every second you can in, you know, just to to jot thing, you know, jot things down. Um, like, but but yeah, like a lot of your time gets condensed into like your writing time becomes the the, the lesser of your of the time that you, that you actually have to where you're like scraping for moments, scraping for just five minutes to think out a line of dialogue. You know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to get the perfect words out. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in a comic, because since it's a visual medium, you know, people tend to think, oh, well, the pictures are more important. But mm-hmm. they don't, I, I think a lot of people don't recognize how freaking hard it is to mm-hmm. to write the dialogues and the, the, the exposition expository bubbles or, or, you know, top, top text in order to merge all of that together into an harmonious whole, or is it a harmonious? Well, into a harmonious whole. I mean, that's, that's a toughie. And so when you talk about the, the amount of, you know, you actually trying to snatch minutes you know, I think people who aren't into into this kind of 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 work, you know, I don't think they really understand that. You know, people people right. like people say, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to give you a call tomorrow morning. I go, okay, and they go, well, what time can I call? Can I call you like eight eight thirty? And you know, I don't want to say. I you know, I try not to say. Dude, you know, at eight thirty, I've only been to bed for like three, four hours. Can you push it back? <laughs> but, but that's the way it is. I mean, you know, when when I get on a roll, first of all, at night it's quiet. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what your family situation is like, but I'll bet you know you have to do family stuff. There's family stuff you have to oh, yeah. do, and then you know, um, uh, I, I'm fortunate. I don't have a family. You know, I live alone mostly because I told you I'm I'm a rocking chair and a porch away from being that guy. But still, <laughs> it, there there's there's that requirement of absolute time you need to get things done. Um, are, do you feel that at this point you've you've gotten a pretty good balance of that? Are you is your is your process kind of worked out enough? So that you feel like it's it's really working for you instead of you having to try to fight to make it work. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely okay. right. not. Always fighting to to find time. Yeah. Oh oh my yeah. goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's always a fight. Um, you try to get a schedule down. Um, and it's just between Atlanta traffic. I mean, it's to the point where oh, sometimes yeah. in the car. So it's like. Let, let me try to let me try to uh, try to give you a a, ba- a base outline of the day. I, I get up at about uh, my my first alarm goes at about five forty-five. I don't actually wake up. Okay, <laughs> that's just like my prime alarm to say, hey, you have to wake up in like another fifteen minutes. So that alarm goes off. Right. Another alarm goes off, and then if I'm still laying there, another alarm goes off, and it's like, all right, don't be late to work. So that's that's why I'm never late to work because I have like a billion alarms to go off that make me get up. So, right. so then I, so then I sit in Atlanta traffic. While I'm in traffic, I am either a listening to a book, or listening to a podcast, uh-huh. usually a writing podcast or something like that. Sure. Or sometimes marketing podcasts. Remember that bit, the eighty percent business marketing podcast. Yeah. I listen to sometimes or a marketing book. Um, and then I, or, or if I'm not doing that, I try to, so I try to maximize my my transit time. Like I try to like 
Like that's like some me time that I get, like the very little. Well, and you don't want it to be dead time. You don't want to feel like, oh, shit, you know, I just spent four hours this day doing nothing. You know, just sitting in the car. When when, when I'm in traffic, it's not. I I, I could put on Wu Tang Clan. I love Wu Tang Clan. I mean, every once in a while I do. When it's a Friday, you know, I'm kind of feeling good. I might just put on some music or some Childish Gambino or something. But most of the time, like I'm put, I have some kind of. uh, I've got some kind of. I'm ingesting something, or I put on my writing soundtracks and I and I work plots out in my head while I'm in traffic. You know, Um, sometimes I dictate to uh, to my phone so I to jot notes down um, while I'm in traffic. You know, uh, I've got a little. I'm not texting while driving. All listeners, (laughs) you know, I've got my uh, I've got my little my little phone mount and I'm and I'm dictating to the phone through Google or whatever. Okay. Um, Sure. So yeah. Uh, so I do that. I get to work. I, I most of the times at work, at least lately, it's been like work. Ha- I have to actually focus on work uh, uh, lately, at least. Um, and that's not to say I don't ever, you know, I, I go to work to not focus on work. It's just that like lately, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Like I have to like, you know, be focused. Um, when I do get little pockets of time at work, I do have Evernote open and I do jot some things down here and there. Um, on the way home, same thing. In the car writing or trying to ingest or stuff like that. When I get home, it would be ideal to go to my desk and write the things I was thinking about in the car. Doesn't happen. (laughs) Doesn't happen. Got wife telling me about what the kids did all day. And I got the kids and the kids. So (laughs) helping kids with homework. You know what I mean? I find I may make it to my desk around 738 o'clock, you know? And at that point in time, I have to choose, am I doing social media stuff? The 80%. You know, uh, business right. stuff, or am I doing writing? You know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and then I have to gauge how tired am I actually <laughs> if I can even function to do those things. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. So it's a, so it's a lot on a regular. But then and then I look for pockets of the weekend. <clears throat> I look for pockets of th- days like today. I was expecting to come home, hop on some writing. Oh, kids have uh, what is it, Oktoberfest or something at the school? Went to that came right into the podcast. So you know what I mean? So it's like, it's always, it's always a fight. So, yeah. And I, I want to thank you for not saying, yeah, you know, the kids had to do this. And then I had that, this stupid ass show I had to be on, which took up, you know, no, two hours no, no. of my time. No, I'm, actually, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Like to do things like this, I'm excited to do stuff like this. Yeah. Is this part of the 80%? Absolutely. However, I yeah. love oh, yeah. doing yeah, things yeah. like this. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, I mean, it's, I mean, again, it's, it's still going to be that, that, that screen that I'm sitting at by myself later on to, you know, to get my writing done. But yeah, this is part of it. This is part of the process going out to the cons like multiverse and dragon con, uh, talking with creators like, like Dedrin and, 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 um, you know, and, and Greg and, and, and Robert and stuff like that. Jarvis now go, going out to these cons and, and, interacting with people about the process that stuff keeps you i mean honestly it keeps you going you know mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It, it's you know you could you, you might you know you sit in blank spray for too long you might start to lose yourself a little bit you gotta get out the house and well and <laughs> you know what all of those things that you just mentioned are they're they're actually stimulating they're stimulating exactly. to the mind and lead you to think about other things and things that you may not have uh, may not have considered before. And then the fact that if you can hang out with other creatives, you're always going to have a decent conversation and learn something. 
Um, I don't know everything about writing. I don't know everything about publishing. I don't know everything about nothing, okay? There's a lot of stuff I know, but, you know, I don't go through life assuming that I'm not going to learn something from somebody else, you know? Right. So that's all. Yeah. So anyway, all right, so uh, we're, we're, we're winding down here. I've got a couple things, some, uh, uh, some kind of housekeeping to do. For those who just tuned in, don't, didn't, you know, didn't see any marketing stuff about it, this is John Scooter Robinson. He's, uh, he's, he's got a plethora of things going on. Where's the best place to find the most information about you, John? Um, probably... Uh, I'd say probably my, my Twitter is pretty is pretty regularly updated. Um, okay. At Ivy Wall on Twitter, it's Fourth Wall, um, which, mm-hmm. which corresponds to my name, uh, FourthWall.net. I V W A L L dot net. Um, mm-hmm. I don't keep Fourth Wall as updated as I used to, um, but my Twitter is always I'm always tweeting on there. Um, if you got a question, ask me or something like that. You should hit me there. Uh, Facebook too, but Facebook <laughs> is. Um, you know, I'm I'm more likely to respond quicker, more more quickly, through Twitter if I don't know you already. Let's put it that way. If I if I already right. know you, then yeah, Facebook is the is the easiest way to hit me. But if if you know, Twitter is kind of that six degrees of separation type of uh, social media. So, um, you could like if you hit me on Twitter, I'll I'll, I'll be able to get back to you. Um, Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, actually, I want to thank you for being here because. Um, you know, a lot of not a lot of people will give up their Friday nights, even for something as spectacular and and award-winning as you know my having a conversation with them. Um, but seriously, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, I was going to try to get Jarvis on, but he's kind of burned out. He had <laughs> he's he's had some time in in the last few weeks. I know he's been really busy. Um, next week we're going to have him on briefly. Uh, I think probably at the end of the show. We have another guest. We have uh, two more guests lined up for the next two weeks, and we're going to keep bringing them to you as much as we can. But tune in next week specifically to see where Jarvis is with you know the, the new site, the new website, or the new template for the website. Um, I want to talk about Earth Squadron, the uh, blacksciencefictionsociety.com 3D animated movie, which has been in the works. And um, I don't really have much to report about me. Oh yeah, I've, I've got uh, I've got a new trilogy coming out over the next few months. All the books are done. Uh, I I did hook up with Cosby Media Productions. They're going to be taking care of all of that for me. So that's going to work out well. I have a really 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 big announcement that's coming up very very soon, um, which is very exciting to me. <coughs> Can't really pull it out of the hat today. Um, and uh, all I can say is, you know, tune in. We, we have some of the coolest content creators, um, black content creators anywhere. And, you know, for those of you who have not checked it out, pick this up as either a live show or a podcast, check out blacksciencefictionsociety.com, the website. There is so much content there. There's art. There's animation. There's webisode series, there's short stories, long stories, all kinds of things. It's probably the largest, longest-running archive of black science fiction, fantasy, and horror on the Internet. It's, uh, I think we're in the, what is it, the 11th year, Jarvis, 11th or 12th year? 
Um, and uh, hey, it blows my mind that I've been doing this for eight years. <laughs> um, so anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, you know, I hang on uh, be, after after I stop the show, John, in case anybody has any last-minute questions. But I do want to thank you for being here. I really appreciate you being here. It was a lot of fun, man. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Did you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for oh. inviting me on. This is awesome. Oh, no. This is Jarvis Books, all the talent. So if you're a black creative out there in science fiction, fan or fantasy, or horror, and you'd like to be interviewed for the show, um, please, please, please contact Jarvis. Get on the schedule because we always are looking for, for people who are doing extraordinary things out there. So on behalf of John Jarvis and myself and anybody else who matters, which is probably everybody. I want to thank you people for listening in, and we will uh, be back next week.